Midlife, I'm Dean Wilson. So glad you've joined us from all over the world. You're joining us on social media and at goodlifetelevision.org. 97 countries, all 50 states. So wherever you are, uh, we're grateful for you and we're glad you're here. We have a great guest today. Um, this program, as always, is presented by the Turner Foundation. You can find the Turner Foundation at theturnerfoundation.com and see what, uh, what's going on there. Greg Montella is with me. Greg, how are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Greg, who are you? <laughs> who am I? I am a very simple man, a very normal guy. Bearded. Some, bearded, yeah. Uh, I, I'm an ordained minister. I do missions, but we do it in a completely different, least as offensive as possible way and most practical way possible around the world. The organization is called Heroes International. That's correct. So it's a missions organization. Correct. And But you're doing it in a different way. Right. Describe that. Well, we want to show the joy behind what we do. Jesus said it makes a person more blessed or more happy to give than receive. And we see terrible things all over the world, but we try to provide solutions, both physically and spiritually. And, um, and I love it. It's an adventure. It's fun. Uh, we are extremely non-traditional, and uh, we're light on our feet. We're quick to act, and it's, it's the best life I know. Who are the people that work? Are you working with students? Are you rallying students mostly, or is it, is it all ages that, that work with you to go do the work? It's primarily students, but we work with a lot of civic groups, social groups, churches, okay. universities, of course. Okay. Mm -hmm. How did you get into this, or how did you, how, what happened to your heart? Well, uh, when I was a kid, my dream was to be a writer for Saturday Night Live. That, really? Yeah, that was my goal. And, uh, and then I found Jesus and became super uber religious, and I thought I had to be a pastor. I didn't know that there were other options. Uh, so I went to seminary, went to Bible school, and uh, started doing mission trips, and I just got hooked on it. And that's when I thought, well, I need to be a missionary. Huh. Yeah. And you just did it. I did it, and it worked okay. But after a few years, I got really frustrated with how modern missions is done. The red tape, the bureaucracy, the overemphasis on church building. And uh, I thought there's got to be a better way. So my best friends and I, we withdrew from our mission organization. We found a group of men and women who were smarter and wiser than us. And we started our own nonprofit. Heroes International. Heroes International, yeah. And what's, the, well, well, let me read it. Heroes International unites ordinary people around the world to do the extraordinary using their natural skills, abilities, and gifts. We focus on widows and orphan care, giving at-risk communities the resources they need to lift themselves out. But this is the part I really like. Heroes International is a collaborative charity bringing life-changing relief to orphans, widows, and the disadvantaged. And we do this by helping people like you discover and operate in your superpowers. Yes. Right. What does that mean? Well, you know, I think that everybody, we're all born with this sense that we were created for something more. Yes. That there's a great plan for our lives. And as life goes on, things happen. We stop maybe believing that we fit into that plan. And as life really happens, maybe we stop believing that there's a plan at all. Right. Cynicism. Correct. Pain. Pain. The scars. Yeah. And, um, I believe that everybody was created with a plan and a purpose, first to take care of ourselves and our families, and then to make a difference in the world. And um, everybody, whatever gifts, skills, callings that people have can be used, not just to help us, but to really make a difference uh, in some of the world's most desperate areas. Yeah. So we, we help people figure out what that is and we connect them with the needs. 
You know, there's something about hearing you describe this. The joy of the Lord is our strength, right? Mm-hmm. And lightness in a person. Mm-hmm. I sense it with you yeah. since we've been sitting here. Mm-hmm. Where we go back a long way, like 15 minutes. Yeah, right, yeah. But I, there's a lightness that is appealing. There's a attractiveness to people who have a lightness, not a heaviness. Mm-hmm. The world's heavy. Right, sure. Everything about everything right now is mm-hmm. heavy. Politics is heavy. That We have a pandemic. We mm-hmm. have fighting. We have wars and rumors of wars. It seems like there's so much heaviness, isn't there? Mm-hmm. If we bring the lightness, that's attractive. Yes, it is. Have you found that? Absolutely. You know, I believe that people have just a few core needs. They need to know that they're loved. They need to know that they're special. They need to know that they're important. And when we let people know, not just overseas, the people that we're serving, but we let the people that we're reaching, the people watching this program, that they're born on purpose, with a purpose, that they're loved unconditionally, that there's something that they can do to make the world a better place, and that they, they can do it in a way unlike anyone else. Yes. You know, I've heard preachers say that there's a God-shaped hole in every person's heart. Well, there's also a U-shaped hole in other people's hearts. People need the joy and the love and the life that we have. And that's why going and meeting people, reaching people on camera, face-to-face, getting out of our comfort zone is so important. Hmm. And doing something. Doing so if something. somebody's sitting here watching this program right yeah. now and they're bored, uh-huh. right? A lot of people bored. Boredom is what kills. Boredom is terrible. Mm-hmm. And what would you advise? I mean, because you got to, I mean, it's all just doing something. Sure, right? right, yeah. Yeah, okay, so uh, when people think of missions, missionary, you know, usually if we have experience in churches, we think, oh, we're going to go do construction or we have to do kids ministry or, or hold orphans, something like that. But that's just a small fraction, a small, small fraction of what's needed. Uh, accounting, being able to hold children, uh, playing basketball, whatever the natural skills and abilities that we have, there are people overseas or down the street that are dying for some attention, dying for someone to show them, to help their skills with work, to help, their, to help them become more physically active, physically fit, to help them know that, um, that they're loved, just to have someone spend time with them. So I think it's important for people to understand that you don't have to have some special you know, supernatural or what we think of as supernatural gifting. And we don't have to be trained for something, you know, international social work. Whatever we're good at, whatever we be love you. doing. Yeah, be you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and as people, that's the superpower. That's it. Me being me, who God made me the best version of me. Exactly. That's my superpower. That's exactly right. And so you're trying to get people to use their superpowers, the God-given, special, whatever it is. Mm-hmm in international work to bless and serve others. Correct. So what we do is we custom craft mission trips. We don't say, okay, we have a trip and we need people to come and do this. Right. We say, who wants to come? And then we look at the commonalities of what they, you know, what, what did they do well? Right. So if it's, um, if it's 12 people in healthcare, we'll take them over and we'll do a medical clinic. And not only that, I'll go personally to the medical school. I'll find people that speak English, students that want to be doctors and nurses. We'll pair every single mission trip person with a translator that's in that field. So as the missionary is serving someone, the translator is also 
learning how to do it and you know in a way that's up to our standards right so you know that's if you, brilliant yeah it's so you wouldn't want why, why do we have healthcare workers hammering nails right exactly if exactly. you think about it yeah i mean the healthcare workers should be doing healthcare right yeah and it's easier it's way you're a genius <laughs> well thank you yeah that's the nicest thing i've heard all day <laughs> where have you gone uh, over 100 countries Okay, tell me about a couple of them. Oh, man. Uh, right now, one of my favorite places is Moldova. It's in Eastern Europe. Very few people have heard of it. Yeah. Uh, it's the poorest country in Europe, and it's as poor as any African nation. People, a lot of people live or try to live on less than a dollar a day. Um, good people, hardworking, you know, they, wonderful, amazing food. They love family, uh, but they've just, they're in between Russia and in between Europe. And... When we go, there is, it's like the fish are jumping into the boat. Open doors everywhere. Universities want us to come. I was just, uh, I was just there over Christmas time and uh, a school still somehow managed to be having classes in the pandemic. They said, we want you to come and speak to our students. I said, what about? I said, Christmas. I said, really? Yeah. I said, okay, great. Awesome. So of course I told the meaning of Christmas. I shared what American Christmases are like. I talked about generosity. And I showed pictures of us giving away things in their villages. And after the, the, the session, students were lining up dozens of them and coming and saying, hey, how do we come? How can we give away things? How can we get involved? So we had to rent some buses. We said, please bring something, anything to give away. They were coming with bags. I don't know where they got all the toys and food. They came and we went to the villages. And the first house that we went to, they were all watching and this little old lady comes up and she's scared to death and she doesn't know why, you know, why are we there. They're not used to generosity. And uh, I said, it's okay. I showed my cross necklace. It's okay. I'm a minister. I'm a priest. And oh, okay, okay. And why are you doing this? She sees the bread. She starts weeping. And I said, because we love you. God loves you. He's heard your prayers. You're special. And we just want you to eat. The Lord told us to do this because he loves you. And before we were even done at that house, a group of students broke off and run over to the next house. And by the time I get over there, I see this little old lady. Why are you doing this? This is so wonderful. And they're saying, because God loves you and he has a plan for your life. And we, he heard your prayers. And, and I don't even know what their faith is, if they have any faith. But they're sharing light and good news and letting people know that they're loved. We see these old ladies go from hunched over, you know, almost at a 90 degree angle, to standing straight up when they understand that they're loved and that they're important and that yeah. somebody really, really cares about them. And that's one of our, that's turned into one of our most, uh, biggest, most successful, my favorite ministry of all that we do. We, we, we adopt babushkas. We have an adopt a babushka program how, yeah. now. How do I adopt a grandmother? Well, uh, we, you can go to heroesinternational.org and, uh, and it's, it's kind of like what Compassion does for kids. Yeah. We do for the elderly. And we send people out to spend time with them every week to pray with them if they want. Uh, you know, we distance, we wear masks, but we understand that in this time that people need the socialization. So if the right. older people want to hug, if they, you know, if they want to be touched, you know, we'll rip them off and we'll, we honor them according to what they need. Yeah. And it's just wonderful. It's amazing the, is, what we're seeing. So that babushka? A babushka, yeah. That's a grandmother. That's a grandmother, yeah. Babushka. In, in, what, in Russian? In Russian, right, yeah. See, I just learned something. You did. So you specialize in babushkas. I specialize in babushkas. That's right. <laughs> this is, so you're like a funny missionary. Yes. Thank you. That can be my epitaph. 
Yeah, you might be the first one. <laughs> I have, maybe, I but hopefully not the last one. <laughs> I mean, this is really brilliant, though. Yeah. Bringing the fun to missions. It work. should be fun. The it world be is fun. beautiful, and serving people is the best thing that we can do. It doesn't have to be full time. It doesn't have to be, you know, for years or months at a time. But and it doesn't even have to be overseas. But just making a difference and reaching out to people, it's it's what it's all about. How did you get to this point? Like, you you sound like you're an overflowing guy. Are uh-huh. you? Uh, I guess so. Yeah, I think so. Because, you I mean, you that's why you strike me that way. Sure. Uh, how it's I a get... compliment. Don't worry. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, I, you know, honestly, it, I, not to sound preachy, but when I was 16 years old, I was, I was an extremely depressed kid. I was uh, one of the top of my class, had everything going for me, but I was just unhappy for no reason. Good family, great family. And um, we went to church, and one night I was so sick of all of it. I took my Bible and I saw, I said like, you know, in the Bible, Jesus was cool. He was like loving yeah. people, letting people know how special they are and like right. inclusive. And, um, and I, I don't, it just wasn't, I was like, okay, God, here you are. Awesome in the Bible, my life, not experiencing any of it. I'm sick of it. And I was so generous. I gave him five seconds <laughs> and I said, I'm giving you five seconds, God, to make a difference or I'm done with this. And I just was, you know, very casually, cynically waiting there, five and like around two or one, I felt this presence come into my room that was so real and so loving and so warm. It felt like warm liquid honey just pouring over my body into my heart. And I didn't know how to pray. I, I mean, I didn't know what to say. So I just kept saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And the more I said that, I could just feel like this heaviness coming off of me and depression coming out of me. And, and that's not to say that, I mean, I believe there's a place for medicine. There's a place right. definitely for, right. you know, a healthy lifestyle and all that. But, but God really did something in my heart and changed me in an instant. And from that point on, I don't care if people ever know my name. I don't care if I write for SNL or whoever. You know, all I want people to know is that the same God who loves me and changed my life, that so easily like that, he can touch them and, and change their lives too. And, you know, people don't know, don't care how much we know until they know how much we care. Yeah. I don't, we don't give away food or firewood or medicine so that people will, you know, convert or turn to God. We don't do, we do it because we love them. But what we do see is that when they see faith in action, they realize that, they come to that realization and everything changes. They respond. They respond. The fish are jumping into the boat. Exactly right. So if I want to sponsor a babushka, uh-huh. it's like $40 for food, $30 for firewood, and what else? $20 well, for something. Basically, um, every babushka needs three adopted grandkids to at $30 to a month. To survive. To survive, right. And so... Uh, you can, you know, one person can be one of those or a person can be, you know, selfish and be, it'd be all three, right? A single grandchild or only grandchild. Yeah. And it's costs about, about 90 to a hundred dollars a month for us to deliver all their food, firewood, medicine, and hobby supplies. We also provide them with hobby things to supplies. do. Yes. Sewing? Sewing, knitting. Yeah. We have amazing, these grandmothers, they don't even realize it. We try to explain to them that some of them are sponsoring their whole block. We take their, you know, their mittens and the blankets that they make, and we sell them for thousands of dollars. Really? Yeah, and we try to explain that to them, and we try to, and they're like, "Oh, well, I don't need the money. Will you just, you know, help the other babushkas?" 
And okay, you know, you are, and we tell them, you are earning more money than anyone else in this village. You're helping more people than anyone else. And it's just these little, you know, arthritic grandma that they just don't even, they don't even understand what they're doing, but they love doing it. $90 a month. Yep. You can sponsor a babushka. $40 for food, $30 for firewood, $10 for medicine. And then, and then on top of that, you do some of these hobby supplies. Correct. Can right. people buy this stuff? Yeah. Online? Sure. Um, not yet. We, we're working with the web development team right now to update all of our websites. So hopefully within a month or so, that'll be finished. And then and people could actually They'll buy be able the... to do that. They'll also be able to go in and, you know, sponsor cataract surgery, which we've done many eye surgeries. We see people who, you know, they can't eat. They don't have teeth. Yeah. Uh, and so literally the, 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 the blind are seeing. And uh, we just did a surgery for a, a, a lady who, she has a corkscrew spine. And for $10,000, we found the best doctor in the world to come over and straighten her up. She was going to be, she was a younger lady. Uh, she was going to be unable to have children. Uh, she was in, had infections all the time. And now she'll be able to have kids. She's walking upright. Her, she was going to die from it. So we find the best doctors in the world to perform miracle surgery. So the, the lame are walking and the blind are seeing for an incredibly low, low price. That's incredible. Yeah. Tell me one more story. Oh, one more story. Okay. Um, this is story hour. The story hour. All right. So uh, we were in uh, the country, um, so many, Uzbekistan. Uh, okay. We were working with the widow's home there. And they, very, very poor widow's home. I mean, deeply, deeply impoverished. And uh, I love my comfort. I love normal bathrooms. I love right. toilet paper. And we found that it was very hard to find toilet paper in this part of the, that country. So uh, we went online and we found a toilet paper machine for $5,000 from China. They put it on a train. Somehow they brought it over. We donated this $5,000 toilet machine, toilet paper machine to, uh, to the widow's home. They go out. They were collecting scraps of paper. You feed it into it, pour in a solution, and toilet paper comes out. And they were selling it for oh a good profit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so now, years later, they're not collecting the paper anymore, the scrap paper. They're paying orphans, kids who've been orphaned, to go out and collect the paper, giving them money to do it. And the toilet paper machine continues to work. They continue to roll out and sell it. And we say, we're wiping poverty away. <laughs> Greg, you are a one in a million. We have, we have tons of stories like that. We started a milk factory in Moldova. Uh, it turns out that there's a real milk shortage there. So we call this one bovine intervention. And uh, we, so we, people, everybody had kind of, in this one village, had practiced good animal husbandry. And they had cows, but they couldn't sell the milk. There was no, so we built a milk house. We contacted the milk companies in the big city. They said, if you get, make a milk house and get some tanks. We went to Poland, got some tanks. Uh, taught everybody how to, you know, as clean as they could, milk their cows, right. put, the, put the milk into a big truck, test it. Everybody got, to pay, get, got paid on the spot. Their, their salaries, their like income, went from about $30 a month to $5 a day for every cow that they had. So we have people that went really? from absolute poverty, couldn't let their children go, even go to school. They had to work uh, to $150 a month or 300 They They quintupled their income in some cases as much as 10 times their income so their kids can go to school they can afford meat they can afford medicine just because we built a twenty thousand dollar building got five thousand dollar milk tanks 
and uh, and now the the village has uh, way more people work. It's just it's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. And so these are like sustainable. sustainable. You're building sustainability. Exactly right. Which is a whole different ballgame. Yeah, I mean, it's it's teaching the people to fish. You right. know, it's that's what it's all about. So people can go to heroesinternational.org. Dot org. They can figure out how to use their superpower. Right. They can adopt a babushka. Yep. Or they can get involved in one of a creative project. It sounds like a creative project. Yeah, we have tons of creative I mean, projects just... all the time going on. Yeah, we work with widows. We work with orphans. We have a project right now. It's two younger girls. They're sisters. Uh, one is five and one is seven. One was born um, with a cloaca uh, when she was. <laughs> sorry to. I don't know how to say it. And um, her number one and number two come out of the same place, and so she's always infected and she can't go to school. And for ten thousand dollars, we can do a surgery for her. She'll never be able to have kids without it. Also, uh, ten thousand dollars, we can get a surgery to separate the two. She'll be able to go to school then. She'll be able to have children when she's older, and it'll save her life. So these that's are the a project right that's now. That's a project right now. Her sister had something similar, a little different. The doctors tried to fix it, the local doctors. They butchered her intestines, and they paralyzed her. And that paralyzation is reversible through a good surgeon. surgeon. Right. And that's $7,000. So these are the types of things that we've got going on all the time. And so people, can they learn about that, those kinds of things on your website or do they have to contact you? Well, this or? one I just found out about, but it's coming soon to the website, sure. And they can contact me personally. They can email me. Anyone that wants to get involved, if you'd like to, you know, people that would like to come on a trip, uh, anything like that. We're just, we're open and we want to have fun. You're yeah. fun. And we're making a difference. Making a difference. Yep. We, we don't fit into any um, no, you boxes. No, you do not. It's great to meet you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for what you're doing. Heroesinternational.org. Go take a look. This guy is something. Thanks for coming. We'll see you next time.